He's a Christchurch accountant, celebrity accountant. I know that sounds a bit like an oxymoron, doesn't it? But believe you me, this bloke has got a pulse. I was nearly an accountant myself, so I can say that. Peter Alexander, what did you make of that annual inflation number out this morning, 7.3%? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jamie. That's 32 years ago that we were at that sort of level, isn't it? Uh, Not good. Our central banks have been slow to move on this. Do you think we overcompensated for COVID? And it's easy to be wise in hindsight. And Grant Robertson threw the kitchen sink at it to keep the economy going. But I think what COVID has taught us is, unfortunately or fortunately, life goes on. You've got to live with it and you've got to get on with life and business. Yes, no, I think that's exactly said. It is easy to talk in retrospect about what happened, but... They have overheated it. I don't think there's any question about that. But at the time, we thought it was necessary, so I, it's the way it was. The real issue here is that we had moved, room to move because of uh, Michael Cullen and Bill English, two very good Minister of Finances that kept our, our debt-to-GDP down low, Jamie, and that gave Robertson move, room to move. You're suggesting, and you bang on here as well, it's just human nature. Low interest rates have brought about some bad decisions. Too many people spent up and pushed up the price of all asset classes. Over my lifetime, I have found, I've been through seven of these ups and downs now. Over my lifetime, I have found that low interest rates are just as bad as high interest rates. They both have a very, very serious effect. Well, we all know about the high interest rates of the 1980s, or those of us who were around in those days certainly do. We got down to like 2 or 3% for interest rates. You're suggesting if they get to 6% and with an inflation number like this, you'd have to suggest they're going to do that or more. Um, the banks are probably going to want another 2% loan pr- principle on top of that, which brings them up to effectively 8%, and that 2% principal repayment has to come out of tax-paid money. Yes, that's exactly described. We are quite right. You need to think probably 75 to 8% the way it's going. The 2% is loan principal, which the banks are pushing for. It's an area that they would back off perhaps if somebody got into trouble, but it, that, that's where they want to start. That's their starting point. You're suggesting that it looks like New Zealand, and you and I agree, I must be an accountant at heart, Peter, uh, that we're going to have a recession with full employment. Normally they don't go hand in hand, but I question, Peter, some of the government's unemployment stats because there's a whole lot of people on a job seeker benefit who aren't counted, as I understand it, as actually unemployed. And Maggie Thatcher, and I quote this all the time, but she's dead right, 5% of the population are unemployable. I know that sounds harsh, harsh but true, and that's where we're at at the moment. I don't think there's any question about it. What the figure is, of course, government wouldn't wouldn't ever want to have a benchmark figure, but there would be definitely two, three, four, five percent of people who just don't want to work, certainly don't want to work 40 hours a week. And this is why, of course, we need immigration. We need immigrants. Uh, We just can't do without them. Another stat you've thrown at me, and I'm reading all these off your wonderful prep sheet, if you're suggesting there's something like 330,000 people in New Zealand getting a benefit of some kind, that's obviously not counting a national super, and you're suggesting there's 25,000 full-time farmers, that's 13 beneficiaries per farmer. That is quite a drag on the economy. 
Yes, it's <laughs> to be to be fair. There's another three million taxpayers out there who are also uh, carrying part of the drag. But if you just exclude them for a, for a moment, yes, you're right. There's 13 for every farmer. There's 13 people getting beneficiary getting a, a benefit, not including national super. We're now about 800,000 people getting national super. It's a figure that's starting to get very heavy. For the life of me, and I know it's politically unpalatable, and John Key stared away from it, Jacinda's done the same thing. We have to lift the age of eligibility for national super. And this is coming from someone in their early 60s who might have to pay the price for that, but I think we can't afford to keep paying people national super at 65. What do you think? Politically, of course, not, they, don't, they don't like it at all, as you quite rightly said. Uh, several countries around the world have, have already moved to 66, 67. Finland, I think, 67. They're all got the same same basic problem. The issue for the politicians, of course, is they need to give you five or ten years' notice of a, a date change because so many people are leading up into it. So you couldn't do it tomorrow. You'd have to give them five or ten years' lead-in. Hey, look, in terms of the world yeah. situation... You've been around for a long time, a wee bit longer than me. You've seen plenty. You're a very well-travelled man. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, where's the world at the moment in terms of being in trouble? I reckon, I reckon we're in a really sticky and messy situation. It's interesting, Jamie, that when you go back into history, the good patches in an economy around the world last about 38 months and a, the down patches last about 18 months. On that basis, New Zealand is due for a down cycle. There's no question about it. At the moment, if you said, where are we on the economic clock? I'd say about 5.30. In other words, we've still got a bit of bad stuff in front of us. But the next 12 to 18 months look as though they're going to be damn difficult. Peter Alexander, Christchurch Farm Accountant. Always appreciate your time here on The Country. And uh, if 7.3% annual inflation wasn't bad enough, we lost a test series to Ireland for the first time. Challenging times indeed. Great to chat on the country. Thanks, Jamie.